Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn, and joining me is Craig Devine. All right. And Sam Smith. Good evening. Uh, so I guess we've got a lot to talk about regarding the one game that's happened since we were last were in your ears. That uh, was a 2-0 defeat to Morton. I mean, none of us were there. So. That's a great way to start the podcast. <laughs> Andrew was there and he couldn't make this podcast because he just doesn't care. Um, aye. But we Get it up him. Aye. He'd mentioned, um, he'd messaged the the group WhatsApp just saying he was absolutely rammed. He was far too busy preparing for the the march on tomorrow. Have we not packed them up for a march before we go to March when? We are, I. Looking forward to that. I heard he's bringing his own flute with him. The flute and he's, I think everyone going in our group is wearing brown brogues. So. <laughs> The exact same pair of brown brogues as well. Completely unintentionally. I mean, the brown brogues uh, are alright, but I think the, the orange sash is a wee bit on the nose. Aye, the, the, the sash and the the wee white gloves are a wee bit too far, <laughs> and the bowler hat as well. But The trailer I've got hooked up to the back of my car, it's just pulling a gigantic bonfire. Hunters <laughs> are wooden pallets. Uh, and they wooden pallets would be more use than our current goalkeeper so oh, I, think, I think most <laughs> most listeners might not know but our patreons will know if you're on the discord that sam might not be happy with the goalkeeping choice uh he's been ranting and, well i mean i think it made over to twitter for a wee bit we'll get we'll touch on that it made over it made over to twitter once i had had a good fucking 13 pints, I think, after that point. I I mean, so much so that someone on the Discord changed their avatar to um, Kane Hemmings' face and the actual 
if they change it to Kane Hemmings face, oh no, not Kane Hemmings. Sorry, Zach Heming. Uh, Zach Hemmings face, and um, the, even the actual official Misery Hunters Discord logo is Zach Heming. <sighs> but we'll talk about the Martin game, and uh, it looked from the first half, it kind of looked like it was in the highlights. Anyway, it was all us. Um, I think for I think for the most part, up until maybe like the sixtieth. 65th minute every one of the guys that I worked with Brian's a Morton fan and he had said that really we did look as if we were we were in control for the most part I think when you watch the highlights the only chance that Morton had in the first half was a free kick for Robbie Muirhead which again is just like a, a dead ball for 30 odd yards out I know it does nearly go in but all the chances did look as if they were falling our way by all accounts we had more of the ball and some of the chances that we were missing, it's just looking as if it's going to be the, it's, it's just an Achilles heel. And I know the guys that were playing up front aren't going to be, you know, I don't think all of a sudden you'll be here when the, the league season starts. Grieve won't be starting when the league season starts. You know, we're obviously still waiting on, you know, McMenamin, and Mandron, Namani, you know, the younger, all we come back and all we get in and get fully fit. And, but aye, it's not some of the chances that were missed were not great at all how difficult is it for you to remember how many forwards we've got in our squad now because I can nine. see you right in Prince here <laughs> nine plus one more to come, to come yeah. uh, I, I think with the we'll, we'll touch on it later but I think with the fact that we've got nine with one more to come in probably suggests that maybe two or three are going to go out and loan but you would think so you think <laughs> um like the younger guys offered will probably go out. I don't know about Jameson because I think he was probably wanting to leave if he wasn't getting a loan deal and then he signed a new contract. So um not 100% sure on that one. Right, equally, if he's signed a new contract, I know we're going to jump ahead of you, but if he's, a, he, if he's signed a new contract to get loaned out, what was the point in signing a new contract? Uh-huh. Yeah. Aye. And the thing, but- that, do you know what the annoying, kind of weird thing with Grieve is? Like, I like Grieve as an option to come off, off the bench because you know, we've already touched this, he's like a finisher, he comes on when the legs are tired and he adds a bit of pace up front, he's a bit of a nuisance to some um, tiring defenders and stuff. However, a loan move for him would actually be quite probably beneficial. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, we, I've said it before, I think I think we've all, I think we spoke about it before, about Grieve, you know, I think, I probably think that Offord and Jameson are probably better footballers than Grieve. Purely because Offord and Jameson have both had professional coaching for, I'm presuming, for when they've been about eight or nine year old. Whereas Greaves only really been coached at a professional level for, you know, when did Greaves sign? Was it some January 22, 2022? Yeah. Yeah, so he, I mean, Greaves only really been coached professionally for about a year and a half. So it's not, it's not a lot. Like, obviously, he was, he was playing at a kind of relatively low you know, semi-pro level in New Zealand. He's come over here, and I think initially he did. Uh, initially, I think he took everyone by surprise by how how much he impacted the team. But I think you're beginning to maybe see him stagnate a wee bit now. He's not playing as much as he was at the start. And I think maybe if he was to go out to one of the better teams in the championship, if he was yeah. maybe to go out to to a Partick Thistle and play up front with Brian Graham, or you know, maybe maybe go and play for the United as well a, a team that's going to have a lot of the ball and be able to give him more chances than we do and he might you know pick up the knack of, of scoring goals and come back to as a better player but 
Aye, I, I, I'm, I'm not getting too worried about the striker situation just now. I know we'll talk about the chances we missed, but you know, all of the guys that were going to probably be relying on to score goals weren't on the pitch. Or if they were, they weren't on for a, 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 a kind of decent period of time. I think we do need to remember as well, just you touched on it there with the grief situation. The guy's only just about to go into his second full year yeah. as a professional. That it's, it's It came a long way for the Auckland race course or whatever it was he was rocking up but uh, you're right if he if he gets 15-20 minutes off the bench here and there across the course of the season and bangs in a couple of goals that's not really good for his development mm. like fair enough he's a few years older but he's essentially playing catch up with the guys that have like you say been getting professional coaching since 8-9-10 years old so I maybe mean, he does just need game time he nearly got a overhead kick assist in the first half which I was, don't like to be. Are we going to say uh, that was a shot? He was. Mean, he was not. Uh, it was a was shot. Right, shoot. Come on, aye. But then he's. I mean, he's doing the right thing. He, he's whether he's whether the ball's going on target or not. He's he's done the right thing to get it back in that area. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like to be too. I, I don't like to be harsh on players when I'm sane and sober minded. And then and then we'll look back to that if, if you want to sound clip that and then we'll play that again later when he's talking about the goalkeeper. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, what were you saying? I just I don't I don't like to be I don't have any ill feeling towards Olasanya, but I just don't think I just don't think he's good enough. I think we all kinda it was it wasn't really nice to see when he came on against Hearts last year in the league. I think was it January the game Fraser got sent off. Yeah. Like he came on and it was like people were laughing like, in the st- like, people were like, loudly laughing in the stadium when he was on the ball, you know, kind of trying to take touches. But I just I don't know what I don't know what they see in him. Uh, I mean, they're the ones that see him every day in training. He might be he might be a world beater in training, but I just don't know what he brings that the two younger I think lads. He's, he's maybe a world beater in training because they probably don't employ the offside rule. So obviously, uh, looks a lot better than he does in the pitch. He just doesn't. He doesn't have any control over what he's doing. Like, mm-hmm. and for a guy who's got the, you know, he's got physical attributes that I'm guessing ninety nine percent of the submitting team would kill for. You know, he's really, really strong. He's rapid, a decent height, and I think if he probably maybe, it's, it's so hard to. I think if you maybe gave him the skill set of one of the better players. He'd be like he'd probably be a million pound player because of how good how how good he is physically, but as a footballer, I just I don't see it. And if you're a striker, you're, I know the, the kind of in modern football, the, your sole purpose isn't to score goals, but when chances present themselves, with six yards out, you've got to put the ball in the back of the net. And he had a, he had an empty net. He had so much time to think about it. All he has to do is head it down, and it's in. And he didn't. He couldn't control the ball well enough to. To put it in, and it was. I know it, it, it's. I don't want to get carried away. As a preseason friendly, in the grand scheme of things, it does not matter. But like, if that game was against Stranraer, there wouldn't have been a head gone for people. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if we lost two 0 with Stranraer, no one would have cared because a preseason friendly. I think we played it pretty it's much. Like, we played it pretty much like a preseason friendly, and Morton played it like it was their biggest game of the year. Which, in fairness to them, it is like. It's the biggest game they'll play for the next few years, I'm guessing. And to us, it's just another kind of run in the park. And I think Robinson touched on it last year. I think he knew that 
when we were playing pre-season games with the amount of work that he does to get the fitness up to a decent level. You know, we were, we were probably training on the morning of the game. We done it when we were away in Ireland. We're training, you know, two times a day, every day. You're training on the day of the game. So naturally, over the next three or four weeks, or from the start of pre-season, it it does take time. Your players are going to look a wee bit fatigued, but we benefit from it in the long run. Like we seen when we're you know, running teams off the park to win games in, you know, February, March time. So, but I am not getting too carried away the result, but strikers should still be putting away chances like that. And all of a sudden you just can't, I don't think. No. I think you mentioned I there, hate, uh, it, on you go. No, it just it baffles me that anyone genuinely thinks that we're going to go into a professional no. season with... Olisanya and Grieve is our two starting centre forwards. It's to give them a chance. It's, it's to give them a chance and maybe get somebody like Olisanya and maybe even Grieve for a loan just in the shop window a wee bit. We've got a lack of other options that are maybe fully fit right now. We've obviously got Mandarin that's just come in and Namani whenever he turns up as well. So I'd imagine what we actually go into the uh, Hibs game with will be completely different for what we've seen and probably what we're going to see over the, the League Cup games. Because mm-hmm. I, I was going to mention there, like Sam, you men- <laughs> mentioned about how you know people were like heads gone, like season over kind of thing. Like when I was exp- watching the highlights, it was actually like we can we had controlled the game. We already mentioned that there. Um, maybe like it's a preseason friendly. Morton were more up for it than we are, and yeah, like that. Th- this is what preseasons are friendlies are for. You you learn, and obviously this isn't going to be our starting eleven come. The Hibs game, six August. Is that when it is? Fifth August. Something. Aye. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident that when that game comes round, that the two strikers will be changed. Ethan Sutherland's not going to be playing left wing back at Easter Road. You know, the back three. I think was Gallagher, Dunn, and Fraser. They'll start. Hemming won't be in the team. You know, come the Hibs game, like the midfield will be different. So it, it'll be it'll be a changed team. Um, and well, there was another big chance which I think um, again with Olasanya where he was out in the wing and just had to square it I know uh, the, the one with uh, McMenamin out there in the middle screaming for the ball and Olasanya hits it for an angle that you know get, he's hitting it from angles that better players than him wouldn't, wouldn't get it on target from and I, I don't I don't know if it's just kind of tunnel vision. He's just desperate to try and make an impact, but uh, he, he's not. He's not doing it for me, and I don't think he's doing it for anybody, to be honest. Nah. There Which is a shame. But listen, as you said, Craig, this is what pre-season's for. Give them a chance. Put them in the shop window and see see if any teams will take him. We'll take him in loan for a year. Who knows? You know, it's, you know, it might click for him eventually, but. I just don't yeah. think it's going to click for him. It's not going to be in Paisley, no. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, well, we'll talk about the first goal instant. Um, the way when I, when I heard it was a penalty and it was Hemming, I thought he'd just kind of came out and <laughs> wiped someone out. But uh, you, you, Sam, you were saying that some, like the defenders were maybe hesitant because of Hemming coming out. But the, like, um, I think they're just, they're just hesitant. A- because he's not very good. He's not. I don't. And listen, I'm, I'm not saying this to be harsh or anything. And I know, like, clearly, he's a guy who searches his name up on Twitter. He sits 
him and his partner will search their name up on Twitter and you know see what comes up for him and you know obviously like fair enough if they listen they listen like my opinion really shouldn't affect what that guy does when he's playing in goals in professional football on a Saturday he makes much more money than we all do so aye, it's irrelevant I think it would really affect his performance that much but the ball comes in over the top and it's Gogic and I, don't, I, I want to say it's Flynn that's next to Gogic it is, it's Flynn I'm sure it's Flynn yeah and it's just they, they look the just completely them, unsure they just look the totally unsure just, uh, yeah. I think Hemming's starting position's way too far he's near enough on his goal line when the ball comes over the top and you get told for a young age to be as far out as you can when the ball's coming in for like the halfway line and it just it didn't look confident when he came out and you know we've seen it, it you can go back and look at goals that he conceded last year especially a penalty that conceded away up at Aberdeen it's so similar uh, well just coming out in no man's land no control over the situation and just bring somebody down when he, he doesn't need to you know none of our defenders are complaining when he hits him and Hemmings the only one that really seems to know that he's come out and made an ass it I've seen people saying, "Oh, it's, it's good to see him make mistakes now. He'll get them out of his system." But these are the same mistakes he's made last year. It's not going to. It's not going to change now. I, I think we've just unfortunately saddled ourselves. I think we've. I think we've pretty much rushed into signing him because of the situation or whatever's went on with Carson. I think Robinson and O'Carroll have went around their contacts. They know the guy that's at Middlesbrough and they thought, "Right, we can bring Hemming up. He had a good season in the Championship." Could have been a blah, 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 blah. And we've took a punt on him for a year, but I just don't think it's going to work out. I don't think the pre-season argument can really apply to goalkeepers when they're not the ones that are going to be out running up and down hills every day. Fair enough, like the training's still going to be intense, but goalkeepers aren't going to be trying any less to keep the ball out in the net as they would in a normal game. So do, uh, do, I don't, do don't buy that. <clears throat> Sorry, do you think it's been like maybe an errant shout that's caused it? Because you've got like Gogic and Flynn, two very, very experienced guys. They're not, going, not just going to have a mix up of that without something having came in and told them right, can I hold off? And then obviously it's led to just an absolute cluster fucking a penalty. Aye, even, at, even at that, if the ball's coming off the top, and you're not going to come for it. Then don't come for it. Like Aye. Gogic and Flynn will deal with it if you don't. I think Hemmings obviously made the made the attempt to come out for it and Gogic mm-hmm. and Flynn aren't really 100% sure that he can cover the ground and he doesn't cover the ground quick enough because by the time he's out he's, he's pulled the guy down so uh, I just I can't see it getting any better it's it's terrifying how we've dropped a level so much from Carson to a guy who couldn't get a game and no offence to him he couldn't get a game for Kilmarnock last year so that's I don't that's not how you solve or replace a goalkeeper like Carson. You don't bring in someone who wasn't good enough for a team that finished tenth. What the fuck has actually happened to Carson? Like ah, that needs to be resolved. And I know folk have been growing about online saying the club needs to come out and put the rumours to bed and say something they don't and they're never going no. to. Why on earth would you come out and advertise that situation? Yeah, you can't come out and say, by the way, the manager said a fallout with one of our best players. Here's why, and here's what happened. Because it's just daft. It's daft PR. Yeah, because it doesn't look good for either party. Plus, if the no. club did that, then that would be the final nail in the coffin, and Carson would never play for us again. While there is, still there was also a, 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 a suggestion. I sorry, there was also a suggestion that um, it's a cover up for a gambling relapse, which is just a fucking <laughs> stupid comment well, to I'm make. Not on, seen that? I didn't see that. That's on. 
but I think that was a, a pine ball real special. I think there's just people who are just so who just kind of who they're just pretty in denial that the fact that a fallout could have happened. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's it's not inconceivable to think that two guys could I, fall out. Like no, no. I think if you were to look at that entire squad and pick two people, management staff included, and players that are the most likely to fall out, it would have been Robinson and Carson. That's the ones you would have pointed to. Two uh, of the strongest personalities in the room. Aye, it's... Oh, I mean, hopefully it gets resolved on one way or the other because I think, really, we're not going to be able to go out and get another goalkeeper if we've still got Carson in the books and he's not going to play. We're not going to have the money to go out and replace him like for like and we're then saddled with a guy who isn't good enough with the guy who is good enough probably sitting third choice at that point behind Derminski. Well, that's the thing. When you look at it, Like Carson's not going to be leaving the club because we've put on a six we want six figures for him if he does no club's paying six figures for um, tre- is how good Trevor Carson is no, they're not paying that money for him so there's the two options Carson can do he can he can sit back and just not play at all or he, he can retire that is literally so he, he can either make up like because I'm going to Presume there'll be like performance based fees in his wages and all that as well. So, um, if he's not in the squad, he's missing out on bonus money. If the if the team are winning games, he's not going to get a win bonus. If he's focused keeping clean sheets, he's not going to get a clean sheet bonus. You know, like appearance fees. Like there's all of this stuff that he's, he's not going to get. And I'm presuming he's sitting on a fairly comfortable wage as it is. Mm-hmm. But I just hope they sort it out because he's a tremendous keeper and the drop off is staggering. Well, there were rumours that he was back at. Ralston, we don't know anything other than that. Whether I think I might go down and camp out for the next <laughs> few days just to see if he's there. But uh, I mean, do you, do you want to talk about the second goal, Sam? Aye, you seem to have analysed it more than anyone. So aye, because again, it just shows how weak how weak he is at coming out. He's, I think. I mean, first things first, the defending so poor for it, and I do. I, I like Gogic at centre half. I actually think Gogic is probably one of the better defenders at the club but he sometimes just gets so so like attracted to the ball and drags himself out and he drags himself out and he doesn't really need to and it lets it in fairness to the, the ball through from the guys that Frankie Dean was was an absolute peach uh, I, takes out, I think it takes out three players just in such uh, a simple simple ball which is the thing that pisses me off so much and I, Gogic is just all over the place uh, he gets pulled apart but then by that point when the ball's coming through, Hemming's still, you know, glued with a foot on his line. He isn't out quick enough and he just shows him the hole in the near post and he slips it in and I, I just, I really can't be bothered talking about him anymore because the inevitability is he's probably going to play the next four games. I don't think he'll play the league. I, I think by that point, the Carson situation will be resolved one way or another. And we'll have a permanent goalkeeper in because I, I don't I wouldn't imagine Robinson fancies having a number one on loan for a year. Casey Hemming does turn out to be really good. You're not going to get him back because he's signed for another three years at Middlesbrough, so you're, you're not going to get the guy back after that. And you're then scrambling about in the same situation. So I think regardless of what happens, I don't think Hemming, Hemming will play any league games. I think he was probably brought in because he was available. He was ready to come in and play games until we managed to resolve what was happening with Carson. And 
I'm guessing now that competitive games are going to start coming up and there is a need to win in the League Cup after what happened last year that I think we'll probably be looking for a keeper. But I think goalkeeper's definitely one of the positions that we'll be looking for just now. But I don't yeah. I don't want to be too harsh on the guy. And I know it seems like I'm just slaughtering him as if for like a, a personal vendetta. I just don't think he's very good. Like I, I want him to do well. We all want him to do well. Because if your goalkeeper's not good, then the team doesn't do well. But I I just I can't see it really changing, to be honest. You've said um he's not going to start a league game this season, but if what if Carson comes back in, plays up until the last game of the season, there's nothing to play for and then Hemming <laughs> Gets a start when Carson's family fly over. What are we going to season, do? Season over. <laughs> uh, so we're putting the Martin game to bed then? Aye. Okay. It's a friendly. Like, let, let them have their, their day in the sun. They seem to be getting on about it more than anybody else. So. Cool. We will be back after this. I'm Brian Strain and you're listening to the Misery Hunters podcast. What part of Australia is it he's from again? Is it the East Midlands? <laughs> <laughs> I think his dad once um, committed some serious crimes back, or his granddad, great-granddad. I'm not saying his dad. <laughs> Is he, was he reading that off a cue card that had to be swapped over halfway through? <laughs> it's, do you know, it nearly sounds reminiscent of, uh, and I don't know if the advert was on this, po- on this podcast you listen to now, but see that Royal Bank initiative that they've got Paul Slane reading? Uh, oh my god, I, I listened so to I listened to last week's bad. one. That might and, have been uh, an advert I, that you just heard there, but Jesus Christ, that is bad. Uh, it's it's not great. It's really it's, not it's good. Like what, it's like one of us try to speak try to read Swedish when none of us speak Swedish. Were we not nearly having to do McDonald's adverts a while ago? We were supposed to like you, you they're on at the start and we can't uh, it's just a generic voiceover. We can do the voiceover if we want, but no one recorded any. So you want to do that? Well, I think I'd love to do that. Bit, I think it's a bit late now, but um... night, we'll do it for next week. Okay. Nice. I, I, I don't know what. The, I mean, I don't know when the campaign ends. I think that'll be. A, you'll probably we'll, uh, we'll, we'll record it. We'll record it in the bar at Mark's Wed tomorrow night, and it will just be <laughs> five years steaming, screaming about hash browns and cheeseburgers. And <laughs> Zach Hemming. Um, no. <laughs> so. We obviously at the the after the Morton game, uh, Robinson's post match um, interview. He said that he was looking to bring in another striker, which doesn't seem like a position that we really need to bring in, especially like if you're. No, right, we, we, I mean Sam's talked about the goalkeeper. We will not talk about the goalkeeper again. But no, he, I can't like this Sutherland. Right, he looks promising, but I think he's been he's been dubbed more of a winger than a wing back. So you're you're going to need some cover for Tanzer. I. I mean, I did hear a rumour, but I've not heard anything since, and this is going a while back, that, that we were monitoring the situation with Thierry Small, seeing if um, Tottenham were going to put a bid in or what, and whether we can, if he's available for loan again, we might bring him back, which I'd be happy with. Some people will call him a liability and all that because of the, like, the silly mistakes that he made, but like he's young enough to make these mistakes that he'll learn from, as long as he doesn't do them again. Like, But he had some brilliant games, and you saw the quality there. Uh-huh. So like that that Aye. that could be an option, but um, we definitely need some cover there. And I mean, we c- couldn't go miss another centre back. That'd be quite nice. It's, um, <clears throat> it's certainly not saying it's been a a negative window at all. It hasn't been. It's been pretty positive in terms of the signs made. But a wee bit 
a wee bit baffled by the transfer policy, just given that we we do seem to be interested in one position only right now. Um, I mean, midfield, I've seen a few people say one more in, but I think we're kind of covered there, the to midfield. be quite honest. Um, unless, unless, like, Bacchus leaves... Or Aye, that's it. I mean, if, if Bacchus if Bacchus leaves, it changes that. But for now, we're covered. I mean, getting into um, pre-season, the only kind of position that we we had to fill was Erohon, really. I think, and we've obviously kind of done that with the Boyd months with the, the way the club talk about him. Like you say, fullback. I think both positions need cover. Um, Tanzer definitely needs a challenge for that slot because he's just no slagging him off at all he's good on his day but he's just too unreliable fitness wise to and, and you know go what? into a full see, season see when um, when Thierry Small first came in we saw a rise in Tanzler's game aye so he needs that competition Tanzler <clears throat> mm-hmm. T- isn't Tanzler isn't bad and I know for, for as much as everyone does seem to obviously kind of have it in for him like he obviously isn't bad I, I actually thought Tanzler was one of our better players and in his first season, uh, I thought he was one of like the better players in the team in the whole year. To be honest, I thought he was. I thought he was a really, a really good bit of business, and I'd, for whatever reason, he kind of seemed to lose his confidence a wee bit in the in the second season. But he's he's obvi- he's got ability. He's he's a, he's a really good he's a really good option for us. And to be honest, for most teams in the league, he probably starts. I think for his mate, he does get a lot of sticks for his crossing, but I think his delivery is pretty good. I think it's more the guys in the middle not putting the ball in the net. Like the other stuff coming from it. I think it. we'll see a big difference with like McMenamin who seem when you look at his sort of highlight reels, he looks like he, he gets in these positions where these balls should be flung into. It. And then if the rumours mm. of the extra striker that we're bringing in is Stephen Fletcher, then he'll fucking eat them all up. Uh, he'll thrive on crosses coming in for strain and and a. Uh, Fistrain and Tanza, but I think it's interesting. I think that was what Big uh, Big Mandron said that he knows the way we play, he knows the way we want to play, and it's putting balls into the box, and he hopes to be able to go and end it. And I think he's—I mean, he's a big lumpy guy. I think he's, he's six foot four. I think it said, and he's. They so I mean, he's built like the side of a house. He's absolutely massive. So I'm guessing he's not really going to lose too many headers. So I'm guessing that's going to be more of the same this year that we're going to be looking to rely on the quality of the delivery for the white guys and mm. hoping that Mandron or Fletcher or a younger out of the bigger guys is the one laying laying their stuff off for guys like McMenamin and Grieve. But <clears throat> I'm far from worried, but I just don't understand that. I don't see the point in signing another striker when you've got nine on the books already. No, no unless you know three, maybe four are getting out. Aye, it's Aye. Well, obviously you've got to take a young guy. I think really, well, no, I know people are saying, "Oh, he's back in September," but realistically, I he will be back in September. But he is not back be... in any kind of semblance of fitness. I, I mean, I know a younger coming back. I know this is such a football and cliche. It's going to be like a new signing, but no until he's up to speed. Yeah. I think maybe it means we a kind of an abundance of forwards in the team that we're not sat sitting there waiting on a younger coming back in and getting back up to speed they can be eased in a wee bit unless of course like Mandarin or Namani or whoever else is still to come in just absolutely stink up the place and then we've just got three duds on the bench for a considerable amount of wage but aye so it's quite interesting there that Mandarin got his um, debut at Sunderland due to Stephen Fletcher being injured so aye all goes full circle if that, if that team up happens 
Um, it was a, a year in FIFA. Uh, I think it might have been FIFA 13 or nothing, maybe FIFA 12 or 13 that uh, Mikel Mandrin glitched in it for everybody and would go up to like a 90, 95 <laughs> overall striker. See, my, my only knowledge of him really is from Football Manager because if you ever have taken like the international job and you're like, who's this French guy that can play for Scotland? And you're like, all right. Aye, just this big random huddy that's played a bit in the lower leagues in England. But no, I think a lot of people on the Facebook pages and on Twitter are like, oh, he doesn't score goals. But, you know, every single one of those people that I'm wondering about that loved Curtis Main and Curtis Main who... Mm-hmm quite literally never scores goals everywhere he goes apart from when he's played under Robinson so just can, give him can, a break can put to bed the rumours about Curtis Main coming back because um, he was handing out medals uh, at Johnson Borough for like the young young players there was like a, young t- like a tournament there or something like that and uh, one of my pals asked him if uh, if he was signing for like he was like have you got anything signed yet and he was like aye uh, contract's already sorted and he was like is it some money he just went no so there we go. But I think he's training it. Something on the now. Aye. Aye, keep him fit. Keep him fit. But that, that screams to me that he's off to India then. Because surely, if he's signed for a team in the UK, surely he'd be training with them. I just, I mean, there's, there's just been no kind of rumours about him at all, apart from folk on forums. There's been nothing kind of concrete, so I just don't see it happening. We've we'll got enough, we'll enough in. If we're still looking for one more, it'll be, it's either going to be Fletcher or it's going to be a total out of the blue surprise because Mandarin, Mandarin, Mandarin only really yeah. it was about maybe five minutes before the signing got announced that the rumours started kind of spreading so that one came out totally out of the blue but Mandarin by the way is such a Stephen Robinson type signing see when you look at his career before and just where he's been big like, guy that just runs a big guy played for like played for your Gillinghams and your and Alec Crew Alexandra's your Colchester's and all that. It's just all that was missing for the for the announcement was Robinson saying he can play anywhere along the front three, and then he would have ticked <laughs> off everything and Robo Bingo. I saying I, I know him for my time at Morecambe or Motherwell, but aye, pretty much the only things missing. Yeah. So, any other positions or, or players you think we should be looking at? Or uh, to be I fair, at, at, at this stage of the season, like trying to identify a player is probably the most difficult thing I think like I'll trust like Foyle and whatever they're doing and they might pull someone at the bag I kind of want more Nemanja style signings because that's essentially what Bacchus and Strain were they were like unknowns that mm-hmm. like to us and you're like they're supposed to be quite good let's see what happens so I'm all for that I don't we're not in any rush to, to go out and bring guys in when they a good position when the start of 11 are all fit and everybody's available you know, we do have a good team. It's everyone's like, Oh, this is seeing guys like, Oh, this, this is gonna be we're gonna be battling relegation. I don't know how you come to that conclusion because Dundee have signed a couple of but championship players, a squad player for us. Two random mix aye, two random mm-hmm. Mexican guys and no one else in the league's really signed a lot of players. Like did you, see, that, did you signed, see the thing with St Johnson about how many players have left and they've not signed anybody? But yeah, 17, so 17 out. Aye, and their squad's still sitting at like 20. I think they were still sitting at 23 players on their squad. So, aye. aye, I think that just goes to kind of highlight how poorly managed they've been under Davidson. Northern Ireland signed but, a, an enormous amount of diddies, didn't they? But I think, uh, I think they actually said they had a fan QA last night, and uh, their chief executive said that it's going to be a the record loss of uh, in St Johnson's history with how bad the squad was mismanaged by. 
previous previous guys there. But I think if you're looking at the list of players that we would need, Robinson seems to think we need one more striker. I don't agree, no. really. Uh, I think you're probably going to maybe you're definitely looking at cover for fullback. Whether you get a guy, it's just such a rarity. But whether you can get a guy like Tate who can do really well on mm-hmm. both sides, but again, they're really hard to come by because we're not just looking for a fullback who can cover both sides. We're looking for a wing back who can cover both sides, which is it's a specialist position, and we did have it really lucky with Tate. But then obviously, you know, it kind of he gets older, naturally falls away. He's getting a bit more injury prone and. We say bye bye. Another central defender, I think, is a must for me. I think we obviously seen. Don't uh, Gallagher. Don't get me wrong. Gallagher's brilliant. Gallagher's comfortably the best centre half I've seen at St. Man for a long, long, long time. And but he did get injured a wee bit. And if he does have any problems, I think he does look as if he's got over it for the most part now. If he does have any more issues, then you do need someone that can come in and step in that isn't Gogic because you do want Gogic in midfield. So. Aye, another <laughs> another centre half to push Gallagher and uh, and Fraser, and then obviously you're looking at a goalkeeper as well. But aye, well, I'm guessing that we're we're working on this, and the team that we see, as Craig said earlier, that play Hibs in the first game of the season will be so so different to what we've seen in the past four games. So we're obviously uh, starting our League Cup campaign on is it this Saturday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, away to Montrose. What's your predictions here? 2-0 St Mirren. I think it'll be a... I think the... I'm guessing they'll kind of... Robinson will take the foot off the gas as with the fitness work because I think he said last year after their dream, I think he said they had really been hammering the team. Like, the team were training on the day of competitive games. I don't think he'll make that mistake again this year. I think we'll go out and we'll probably be pretty professional for the most part of this, of this League Cup tournament, to be fair. I'll go for something wild I'll say we will violate them so badly that we'll have to we'll get kicked out of the League Cup because we'll not be allowed to enter Angus again and I think every team we've got in the League Cup's the Angus I think I would be Aye, so we'll be Angus Aye So just a weird coincidence that Cowden be for the most skint team in it and they ended up getting a, a group that is very very easy to travel to with three uh, two teams that are within an hour of them and you know other teams are getting you know three hour long trips so very strange one uh, but must be the uh, the heated balls again in the tumblers aye but <laughs> we, we should I mean we definitely whether whether it's whether it is all Asanya that that's playing up front you would think we still have enough to, to take care of a team like Montrose but I don't know Montrose have always been a, a kind of I think they they have always kind of been up towards the top end of League One when Stuart since Stuart Peachy's been the manager. So we'll see what happens. It's it could be a potential banana skin, but I don't think that'll quite happen this year. Yeah, he really needs to hit the ground running with this. And um, no, I'm going to go with a a three 0 win. And I think McMenamin's going to get his first goal, and um, Mandarin's going to get his first goal, and I think Olasanya's going to score one. And he's not going to mean it. It's going to be one of these daft ones where he's running in the box, the ball flicks up off the defender's knee, hits him in the face, and crosses the line. That's my prediction. Um, uh, I will take that at all. I'm, I'm going up at the weekend, I think. So, I'd, so for the next, I'd love to not be coming right. back down on the train and be 
miserable after getting pumped. Don't let us down. Any more for anyone? Nah, nah I'm all sitting there and now. After saying that I needed two weeks off, I've only been back three weeks and I'm already... <laughs> needing a break. Already needing a break. <laughs> nah, it's pre-season, lighting up, man. Like... Just we can just we can we can never have a just a quiet, boring, straightforward preseason. There's always got to be some fucking clusterfuck hanging over us. Mm-hmm. Aye, but uh, it wouldn't be St. Mirren without it. Aye, true. Anyway, miseryhunters.co.uk, all our merch on there. Patreon.com forward slash miseryhunters, £3 a month gets you extra weekly episodes you get access to our discord which is quite a good growing community lots of people on there now and you get entered into monthly competitions last month we gave away a season ticket this month we're giving away a training top that's the disparity in it and next month will probably be even less we'll see nah next month august's prize we're back and we'll be back in sitman park so we can get stuff signed again <laughs> we'll try I and signed a top trading card as i came in <laughs> oh, fucking bet, bet I won that. We'll get Trevor Carson to sign something ridiculous. Yes. My chest, preferably. <laughs> How do we give away your chest on the Patreon? Uh, just send me in. I'll cool. just rig it so I can win it and I can go in and get something signed by Trevor Carson. But, uh, anyway, thank you for listening and um, fuck Alex Ray. Fuck, do get him, mate. And goalkeepers who are slow coming off the line. Listen, fuck, fuck the negativity, Sam, man. Is that Keming loyal? Yes. <laughs> I'm with Craig on that one. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.